Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Welcome to Wrestling Daft, it's the Marks, it's episode 3, it's your second dose of Wrestling Daft, you know that dose of Cal Paul you quite enjoyed as a child, but then you get that second spoon rammed into you, which you don't enjoy as much. That's kind of what we do here on Wrestling Daft, the Marks. My name is John, I'm the producer of Wrestling Daft and tagging with me as ever... A man bigger than Jeff Hardy's list of DUIs, it's Big Alex. How are you, John? Please don't ask me to ram anything in your mouth for the rest of this podcast, please. No, 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 that's okay. We'll save that for later. <laughs> and, my God! My God! It's the third man! And who's the third man? It's Mabel. It's Gary Cassidy, <laughs> who's joined us in the studio. He normally does the news, and he's here with us in person. Excellent. Hello, guys. It's uh, great to actually be here and not be watching you through a tiny screen in my Beats headphones. Uh, it's also good that the fact that Alex won't cut you off because he try- does that all the time when you're on the screen. I feel I like it with mutual. I try it with John, but he just like mutes my mic halfway through, you know, because he's got that kind of power. And I love the first time I just did that, that you actually both cut each other off <laughs> as well. So this is going to go well. Uh, so before we get started, it was another pay-per-view weekend this weekend. And it was the last one on the road to WrestleMania. 5,000 miles of steel chain. A structure weighing a million tons. It was the Elimination Chamber. All those facts are just obviously made up, <laughs> as they tend to do it on as well. So what did we think about this week's pay-per-view, Ice? Well, before we start, I think it's important that we all have to mention the not-safe-for-work moment that happened in the pre-show. <laughs> so we all know I'm talking about a certain Mr. Danielson's testicles. And I would like to give a special shout out to the Sun for capturing him mid being suplexed off the top rope by Gulak and getting a shot directly there. And that was the first thing I saw of him. The one great thing about that is I like I'm all for equality. They'll not just doing the female wardrobe, wardrobe man. <laughs> it's time get the Daniel guys. Bryan's balls as well straight there. So. Do, do you reckon Drew, Drew Gulak said something before like Daniel? I'm going to hook your pants up a little bit. So just you make sure that you flash one of those nice wee testes. Maybe he's just stealing uh, um, something from Kid Fight uh, and finish off. <laughs> Finish off with a tea bag. That's his new finisher. This is just the preload to it. Do you reckon it'd be the green tea bag? That's, uh... <laughs> Do you reckon this is the end of the PG era and this is like the official symbols? You know what I mean? It's, uh... Vince just both. We're going back to the attitude era, boys. Daniel, you get your balls out this weekend. <laughs> so are we expecting XFL cheerleaders to rush the stage at the beginning of Raw next week? Then, <laughs> potentially, yeah? potentially. So elimination chamber. What did you guys make of it? For. For a pay-per-view in Philadelphia, the crowd were awful. Normally, the Philly crowds are absolutely on fire. And I think it was it seemed to a lot of stem from that, that first match, the yeah. first chamber match, which was quite botchy. There was Ooh, a couple of spots. It was very botchy, yeah. The tag team, yeah. there was a lot of missed spots. That like. There was the big one off the top of the pod from miscellaneous house party member Grand Dali like, Dorado. Was it one was Dorado? He was the um, shooting star press. I don't know if you mean that. Or there was a hurricane run off it. Grand no, it was it was the shooting star press because they were just ah, all yeah, hanging around in the middle yeah, of the ring. You know? yeah, 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 it was one of those classics. That Something's going to happen here. We'll just all look up and hope for the best. <laughs> no, it's not going to defend this. You know, small Mexican just flying through the air. At us, you know, just <laughs> I love the fact they were all just kind of looking up. You see, like John Morrison's like looking up. Right, are we all in position? Right, go on, mate. Thumbs up. It, it just felt like no one cared. And I think that feeling seemed to just carry through the whole pay-per-view. I actually think it came earlier than that. So um, I looked at my phone. And I normally kind of miss the, the kick-off shows. I just look at my phone for them and find out what's going on. And then um, that guy that joins in for the show starting, adversely quotes the show starting, because obviously it's already started. Um, but I was like, what's this match? It's like Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins against yeah, the yeah, Viking yeah, Raiders. Yeah, yeah. I'm going... Oh, right, so that's where we're going. It's uh, one of those pay-per-views that nothing's really been announced for, and we're still getting things that are unannounced right up until the last minute. So uh, I think the crowd was perplexed at, at that, and yeah. then that carried I mean, away. there was not... I mean, I think it was you on Twitter, Gary, said, when was when was the last pay-per-view you can imagine there was no World uh, Championship or Universal Championship on yeah, the line? There was nothing on there. Was no, there was nothing. It, 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 you know, it's, it's the Saudi shows gets in the way of it, isn't it? it? You know, it just ruins everything. Well, the other thing is, have they not now done Profits versus... <laughs> the buddy disciples like three times in two yeah. weeks so I mean no wonder no one cares about it anymore and has Kevin Owens interfered in every single match do you yep. know it's it's yeah it just seems like they've ran out of ideas and booked yeah. themselves into a corner I, I, I did read an article and I actually thought it's a good point they should put the elimination chamber later in the year you know in that kind of back end of the year when it's yep. SummerSlam it's that kind of lull after SummerSlam I think that's actually 
I mean, I like the elimination chamber. I like the concept of it. You know, it's uh, you know, unlike Hell in the Cell, which I don't think should have its own pay per view. Yeah, elimination uh, chamber. Yeah. yeah, elimination chamber. I think should have. And I actually read an article saying that should put it to the back end of the year, which I think is probably a better. Just idea. get rid of Hell in the Cell and replace ah, it with yeah, chamber. That's what I was yeah, gonna say. replace it with that and have the title shot happening at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Because if there's nothing on the line, I mean, fair enough, it's like a number one contender shot or whatever it is. The tag titles obviously were on the line. But, you know, it means nothing. You need to have the title on the line if you're doing the Elimination Chamber, in my opinion. Well, I think the other problem is it comes back to the gimmick pay-per-view problem, doesn't it? Like, that you've yeah. got to stack the card around that gimmick match regardless of your storylines going on, on around it. And for some reason, they don't seem to know what the hell their next pay-per-view is. So they just no. seem to just yeah, screw yeah. themselves up, really, don't yeah, they? Any positives from the pay-per-view? Well, I, I like I the concept of the Baszler match, even though I know that everyone else hated it. I think... Watching it back, because you know I didn't watch it live, I yeah. could see where the crowd. There was a lot of just Shayna standing around in the middle of that cell, really, wasn't <laughs> it? Like it was more of a waiting room than an elimination chamber, in my opinion. Yeah. But the concept of having someone like just go through everyone was great. Just wasn't maybe executed very well. Mm. I would definitely agree with that because I think there was so many people moaning about the house. Predictable that Shayna Baszler's going to win, but people were saying that about the Royal Rumble. So I'm going, well, it needs to be predictable at some point yeah. to actually get where we're going to go, which is the Becky Lynch match. But yeah, they've they done it perfectly in that match with me. Apart from the waiting about, they should have maybe timed it a wee bit better. But in terms of just having a run through everybody, made history as the first person to ever beat every other competitor yeah. in the Elimination yeah. Chamber. I'm going, I like that, but... Actually, it's, it's not going to be uh, going down well here. I liked the pay-per-view. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> why I liked it is because I had really low expectations and going into the pay-per-view. I, well, you were drunk. I, I, I had a couple of meals, I. Um, <laughs> but no, I just had very low expectations. And I'm like, whatever they do, it's going to be better than Eric Rowan Spider. Um, for, for, for all. So I was like, oh, it's probably going to be okay. I didn't like the fact that there was, like, I, I did say about the no champions defending. I've gone, when's the last time that happened? Turns out it was TLC, but we did have Becky Lynch in the tag team title match, yeah. and we did have Bray Wyatt not as the fiend in a, a match not for the title. So it was the first time in years that we've not had any of the main champions, which I just thought was a bit yeah. weird. So it felt like a nothing pay per view, but enjoyable nonetheless. I have to say, <laughs> I liked uh, Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak, and I want to see more of that. Aside from more of Daniel Bryan, don't want to see any more yes, of Daniel do, John. Bryan. Yes, you do. <laughs> I don't want to see any more. <laughs> Before we jump off the elimination chamber, I think we have to give a small congratulations to John in that side of the desk because not only did he predict Sami Zayn winning the IC title, but you also predicted the um, what was the other thing? Undertaker coming down. Ah, the Undertaker that. coming down for style. So yep. I mean, that was that was two good out of the blue booking calls yep, that you got right. Go, go, go. Vince, call me. And there was one <laughs> final Elimination Chamber thing, I don't know if you noticed, that actually happened after the pay-per-view, and it was Daniel Bryan's backstage interview. No, I didn't see that. So uh, he cut an incredible promo, which I think is probably one of the best fitting, I say it the day, one of the best promos that I've seen for a long time. Um, but he mentioned a couple of words in there that was kind of uh, piqued my interest, and he was saying that uh, he felt alive because he was fighting with blood and guts which uh, is coincidentally the name of the AEW <laughs> match that's happening in a couple of weeks that was based on a Vince McMahon quote from last year. So uh, I was like, I, I, I maybe has been fed that line at some point and told us to stick that in there somewhere. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that was an interesting point hmm. post-pay-per-view. <laughs> so there you go, Ed. Uh, decent Elimination Chamber. Gary, a big fan. Me and Alex, not so much. Uh, so on the show today, we'll be looking back at um, the shows running up to Elimination Chamber and uh, Raw there on Monday we'll be burying and putting over stuff from them uh, Gary Cassidy with us in the studio today we'll give you all the latest news from the business and we'll be taking a trip to Fantasy Booking Island where Alex you're booking it this week and I believe you're going for the AEW's Death Triangle booking I, I am I'll admit I was I was, I was was halfway down a booking with that to do with Daniel Bryan's testicles and a new gimmick and then I thought <laughs> eh, we don't need Joey Ryan in WWE so let's just let's patch that and leave that for another day fair enough fair enough and one half of Scotland's greatest ever tag team Davey Boy Davey Blaze is going to be on the 10 count telling us all his favourite things about wrestling. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Right, it's my turn to cut a promo this week. Alex cut a promo last week. A bad promo, we might add. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's my turn now. I've already went through your man in the Everton top at the NXT show. He's getting on. But what I'd like to cut a promo on is fucking cage matches. <laughs> Right, now here's my, my rant and my promo about cage matches, right? You've got a steel structure. It surrounds the ring. Okay, we had two cage matches on NXT last week. There is, however, a big flaw in cage matches. 
And it's the fucking door, <laughs> right? It has bugged me for years. And just watching NXT last week, it just fueled my fire, right? There's a door on the cage. So why, oh why, do people try and go over the top of it? Why, oh why, do people try and pin people in the ring? It's a door. You open it. You close it. It's not hard to win a match if you open the fucking door and walk out of it. Right? So here's my news for you, wrestling world. Okay? If you're going to do a cage match, make it a fucking cage. I put my hamster in a cage. That could open the door. Close the door on the cage. The only way to get out of the cage is like my little hamster, Jimmy. It's escape from it. Get through a bar. Crawl over the top of it. This hamster can't open the door and neither should a wrestler. So, stop cage matches. Or just stop putting a fucking door on the cage. Or buy a padlock. Buy a padlock. (laughs) Thank you. It's all about the money, money, money. We don't need no money. Yeah, we do need money. That's that's all right. Uh, yeah, we would need your money. Uh, join our Patreon service. You can get lots of great content. Unless from you're wrestling. wearing an Everton shirt, in which case, please don't join. Yeah, our Patreon don't, service. don't. No, you, then you need a new T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, you're, you and Everton top from NXT. You're banned from our Patreon. Okay, <laughs> you're banned. Anyway. In fact, no, you're not. We'll take your money as well. Uh, only, top tier, only top tier. <laughs> only top tier. Only top tier. Only top tier. Patreon is a subscription service, if you don't know what it is, where we will offer you lots of extra wrestling daft content for you to consume. Uh, I've got a shout out to some of our patrons, some of the new ones we've got on board. Uh, former wrestling daft listener champion, Jenny Lee Henderson, who uh, coined the catchphrase, Be Like Jen. She has signed up to the Patreon. Thank you, Jen. Alan D.L., Quentin Thundersnow, which is actually the, a great wrestler name. I hope that's his real name. I hope so. Uh, Graham Ronnie and Stephen McQuillan have all signed up to our Patreon. Uh, thank you for getting involved, guys. Lots of extra content up there, and I will go through the tiers for you right now. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. That's where you can get involved. Tier one will see you star as a cruiserweight champion, only $4 a month, which is about £3 in today's currency. Uh, Patron-only chat is available on that. You get ad-free versions of all the podcasts. Full, unedited version of Dredo and Rab, and we'll leave in most of the mistakes that are in there. So there's a lot of libelous stuff goes into that sometimes as well when I forget to edit a libelous bit out. So um, you get a full, unedited version on Tier 1, and you'll get bonus content from the show, which could be random stuff from videos from SWA to a tweet that Grado sent to R-Truth. So you'll get that on Tier 1. Tier 2 is your Intercontinental Champion, which is $10 a month, about £7.70. You'll get everything that you had in Tier 1. Plus, you get the all-important video version of the podcast where you can see Rab and Grado in all their glory. Grado sitting there, picking his nose, and Rab with his Commodore hat and very fetching man bag. You can see that by signing up for Tier 2, and you'll get a bonus episode once a month. Now, we're talking about the bonus episode for this month, and we're thinking about doing a Wrestling Daft preview show, so you'll probably get that this month by signing up for Tier 2. I'm assuming you mean a WrestleMania preview show. What did I say? A Wrestling Daft preview show. WrestleMania. Which I thought this already was. (laughs) Yes, WrestleMania preview show. You'll get that on there this month. Tier 3, World Heavyweight Champion, $20 a month. This is for the high roars out there you'll get free tickets for every live event which we've not actually announced yet but we will do soon at some point stop we'll dangling s- that carrot John it will happen I'm in top level conversations at the moment about uh, a live event so we'll get that on the go soon you'll get free tickets for that if you sign up for uh, heavyweight champion plus if you're there for three months as a heavyweight champion you'll get a free t-shirt Gary over there is spotting a Margaret Air the Fiend t-shirt he's got involved with that that's our top seller Gary I am wearing I'm a Mark and uh, I'm not wearing a wrestling related t-shirt at all very disappointing I'm sorry guys very disappointing so get involved with our Patreon get loads of great free content or I say free no you've got to pay for it (laughs) Uh, get loads of content right now Uh, sign up right now patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft would love to welcome you to our roster So every week on the show, we're going to look at the big wrestling shows and basically buddy and put over all the good things and bad from them. Uh, and this week, we're joined for the first time by one of our wrestling daft patrons and fellow Mark, Neil. How's it going? Thank you for coming and joining us in the studio, Neil. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. 
Um, this is what you can get if you become a patron of Wrestling Daft. You can come and join us in the studio or via FaceTime or Skype. The only thing is, and the only caveat for this is, that you have to do in the buddies and put overs from SmackDown. So, Neil, we appreciate, <laughs> okay. Thanks, Neil. appreciate your time. You saved us all this week. Taking two hours to watch SmackDown, so we really appreciate that. So let's go back to the start of the wrestling week for us, and that was the Wednesday Night Wars. And Alex, give us two buddies and put overs from AEW. Well, before I start, as always, please forgive my Spanish accent, but my first putover has to be Triangular de la Muerte. And yes, I'm going to try and pronounce that in Spanish every week. <laughs> For those who didn't see, we had um, essentially a new faction was formed on AEW between Pac and the Lucha Brothers. Three of my oh, favourite really wrestlers nice. in the world, and so expect me to talk about this for many, many oh, weeks to come. Right, okay. It's also inspired a little bit of fantasy booking later. Right, okay, looking forward to that. So that that's just the total put over for this week, yeah. Ah, no, yeah, they were great. I think yeah. it's it's a really it's a really smart pairing. I think at the moment, Pac's a little bit lost his direction after his losses to Omega, so I think he needs to kind of re-establish himself, and the Luchas have been just kind of floating around ever since their rivalry with the Bucks, and they are arguably the best team on the roster, so... It's good to see them having something to do. All right, okay. And your second, but, uh, but sorry, your second put over. A certain Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, I mean, how could you not put it over? Like he was fantastic, wasn't he? He was cutting. Oh my God, that has inspired um, our list of wrestling daft this week. We'll get onto that mm. later on. But what a promo! Gary, the best ending to a promo I've seen in a long time. Oh, that, that mic one throw line in. in the mic throw and oh. turn away. I was like, right. I wasn't sure. Like the second I seen Jake the Snake, you know he's had a lot of problems yeah. in the past. Um, he's kind of thanked DDP for saving his life through DDP yoga yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm going, we're probably never going to see him in the ring again. Like the documentary was great. Seeing him back, I was, oh, I'm not sure if this is a good idea. By the end, I was like, I need to see more of him. See him every week, and I can't wait to see who the person that he's going to bring in it's is. Bro- it's Brody Lee, isn't it? I think so. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to say a little bonus question for everyone: Who is his mystery man? Well, see, I'm actually, I'm going to disagree with the two of you. I think it's going to be Lance Archer because I think they've already announced Archer. I don't think I think Lee will be a bit more of a surprise. Right. Okay. So I think Archer's the one who's going to come in with Snake. Is my opinion. And also, can I just bring everyone's memory back to that great promo we did pre Double or Nothing with like the poker when he was the poker That's dealer and he was right. smoking oh, the tabs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great, yeah. So I'm glad they've kind of carried him across. I do want to see Jake the Snake, DDT, Dean Ambrose, stroke John Moxley. That Ooh, would be good, that wouldn't it? That would be good, Paragon. And then tell him off for stealing his movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. So yeah. All up for that. That that promo was unbelievable. We'll get onto that later but while, on. While I'm on Jake, right? Okay. Oh, is this a buddy? Is this is the berry, right? Okay. So the berry is Jake the Snake's hairdresser. <laughs> because I mean, what the hell was going on with that hair? It was truly horrific. I mean, it's, it's, it, we're more in my bad books than Kenny Omega's tailor. I'll tell you that. Oh it's my just God. so bad. Just like, for clarification, was it a, a mullet with one side not shaved? Was it a one side shaved with grey and then the rest is long? I couldn't I tell. I was trying to work it out, yeah. Tell. Like, it was just, it was perplexing in every sense of the word. And I'm, I'm still kind of recovering from it, really, to Alex, be honest. I'm, I'm going to bury you. Burying hairdressers and tailors. <laughs> Jesus, God almighty. This is a wrestling podcast. Exactly. And it's all about your look, John. Right, it's at all least about your look. At least they took the attention away for Cody's neck tattoo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah let's, let's just not get on the Cody's neck tattoo. That's an entire podcast to uh, itself, isn't it? Your second bury. Uh, my second bury is obviously going to be something to do with the women's division. Mm. And it's as the, usual. As usual, but this one's slightly different. This one's, it's Britt Baker's commentary again, but it's more the fact they booked a commentary segment to go during a squash match. Like, what's kind of the point in that? Right. Because Big Squall obviously did her squash, the match was less than two minutes. So Britt comes out, comes on to commentary, does like a minute of commentary and leaves. It just seems a bit silly to me and a bit pointless. Okay. So, but yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Match of the night? Ooh, it's a, Tough one, really, isn't it? I'm not sure, actually, the match of the night. I, I think it has to be the main event, really, doesn't it? The, the kind of Moxley, uh, Darby versus Chris and yeah. uh, Sammy thing, because it was booked really well, and it was a great kind of close of the show as well, wasn't it? Like, it was just terrific. Yeah, yeah. Right, cool. That's a good one for AEW. I did NXT this week. Uh, so we'll start off with the, the putovers. Um, now, I did this when I was drunk, right? <laughs> As I think you should read everyone a brief selection of your drunken <laughs> wrestling what, notes because they were hilarious. Is what, this is what I wrote when I was drunk on Friday night. The kids and the wife were in bed and I sat and watched NXT. So my first put over, as written by Drunken John, was 
dream locking himself in the case with coke was a nice bit of booking. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure that's meant to read dream locking himself in the cage with coal was a nice bit of booking. I think I prefer so, the first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Again, That's see, a this different is, thing altogether. It's just more proof that WWE is becoming less PG. You know, they've got <laughs> drugs on the show and everything now. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was brilliant. I loved uh, you know, the fact that he sacrificed the match and the win, locked himself in with coal. That was cool. It that was, was a, good. Nah, I've not seen something like that. that before, so that was really good. Really it was a nice like shot seeing Dream with a belt, but it, it's kind of, I'm really confused as who Cole's next challenge is going to be. <sighs> I love this because NXT done it before when it was Champa, Balor, and Lee. Yeah. And I love having like, everyone wanting to, because everybody yeah. should want the title. Yeah, of course, like, man, Just have so many people in it, and then it also takes away the thing that everybody says about it's predictable when this happens. Yeah. Well, it's definitely not. <laughs> so, no, exactly, exactly. I can see a multi-man being the main event yeah. WrestleMania weekend, because I, I think, think so. they've, they've had they've had a lot of one-on-ones in the main events and I think we're all I don't want to say bored of it but we have seen the NXT main event Uber uh, Uber Neil fall match yeah. quite a lot recently so yeah. I want them to do something a bit different right, I'll, be, I'll be interested to see I mean the one thing that, and I echo this with, with Rab but we, we did it last week was just the, the booking of Dream and this whole kind of tweener baby face heel thing because mm. he's not getting a lot of sympathy for a baby face you know but Anyway, so that was my, my first uh, put over. Uh, second put over, just Shotzi Blackheart. I know she got beat. She got did get beat, but that tank's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why has no one done that before? I, it's just great. Just driving down the kids' tank. Why has no one ever done that before? Amazing. It, it, how does it compare to Rusev's one though? Is it better or worse than Rusev's <laughs> it's tank? It's better. It's certainly better than the DX tank, which wasn't actually a tank, it was a jeep. but was a jeep with a put-on bit of guttering as a gun. <laughs> So I also don't think there's enough space in Shotzi's one to do what Rusev said him and Lana done in their time, <laughs> so yeah. Probably enough space for me right now. Uh, <laughs> right, burying um, this week. Tegan Knox's entrance theme. It's just Bland, shit. bland, just bland. Wrestler 101. Bland, bland, wrestling fodder. Do you know what she needs? What's the... I'm trying to think of like stereotypical Welsh music and for some reason like and what stereophonics no, some sort work. of male <laughs> choir similar <laughs> to the ring that's a hard knocks life oh that's yeah that's the, that's, that's the one right there and it's not as if WWE can't afford to buy the royalties for it you know oh yeah like just get CFO to do a remix it'll be fine oh no they're uh, they all gone they're permanently gone oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> sadly Okay, uh, and this first Jim, then CFO. It's <laughs> <laughs> Jim gone as well. Yeah, Jim went down ago. Jim at least died CFO dollar sign, whatever it is at the end. Died CFO, and then didn't realize that. This is why the themes are going downhill. <laughs> I don't think they've had get Jimmy either. Hart back writing them. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, right, so here's my buddy, and this has pissed me off for a long time in NXT, and I'm just I've had it, I've had it. I'm, that arsehole in the front row with the Everton top at every single <laughs> yes. NXT show. What a dickhead. I am uh, desperate to interview Zach Gibson to ask about him. Oh, <laughs> he is the biggest arsehole. Right now, like, fair play to him. He's front row at NXT every fucking week. It's probably, just got, it's probably quite cheap to get a weekly thing at full sales. You know what yeah, I mean? I don't know, but he, he just annoys me. I don't know why he turns up in his Everton top every single week. It could be home, it could be away, but he's in an Everton top every single week, and he fucking does my head in. I can, if you want, I can hook up an interview with him because he follows me on Twitter. Really? <laughs> Get him on the show. Get him, Get him on Get him the show. the release. I'm cutting a promo on him right now. Get him on the show. I demand it. I'll tag him when we put this out Do there. It. Do, it. <laughs> Do it, right? So anyway, that is my buddies from uh, NXT this week. So hang on, you shouted me for burying non-wrestling personnel, yeah. and you're burying a member of the crowd. That he's an arsehole. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. I only want to say I don't agree because I'm a Liverpool fan. So that's my only buy. Does that mean Zach Gibson's a face to you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> uh, match of the week. I have to put the cage match over. Uh, Which one? The, no, I'll go for. Uh, yeah, I'll go for the the, the dream. Um, Roderick Stone I thought it was really good I enjoyed that so yes that is my uh, match of the week right let's move on to our mark so Neil before we get into Smackdown we need to ask as a fellow Mark what are your wrestling credentials I have a completed Merlin 1991 sticker album so <laughs> that, that, that's good for me that's good for me 
And Neil, just if you ever run out of money to pay for your Patreon subscription, sell that. I'm sure John will more than happily take uh, it. It's in very good nick. I have looked on eBay to see how much it's worth. And can I ask a question? What was the last sticker that you need to fill that book? Because you always remember that last sticker that you need to fill um, the book. It was Hawk's Head. Hawk's Head! <laughs> <laughs> of them. Okay, let's get into your buddies and put overs from SmackDown. Um, so the first thing would be the gauntlet match with uh, I want to put over heavy machinery I think uh, Ortis is fantastic he's a great wrestler he got a great pop when um, he got tagged in at the end before they got put out um, he uh, single handedly heavy machinery just he, he, he carries them um, he his moves with against the New Day and the Usos was yeah. fantastic so yeah. uh, definitely putting over heavy machinery uh, the other put over is Zami Sane on the mic. I think he's fantastic. He came out to the NWO. Um, he was great on the mic. Uh, Braun Strowman came out and destroyed everyone, but um, he, he's definitely... I wouldn't, I wouldn't have put anybody else on the mic from, from the guys that came out. Uh, Cesaro got absolutely smashed into the set. <laughs> he got hit pretty hard, um, so that was good to see. And Goldberg got booed. Yes, yeah, boom every week, boom every week. Um, so I don't think the fans are too happy about um, no. him being champion. All right, I have to say, uh, Otis again. I think is how long is Tucker going to be on his coat tails? I, I don't think Tucker's ever could get a singles run. Let's See, be honest. I, I think um, how much a shame would it be if uh, Tucker and and Hello Dawkins um, were to fall by the wayside? Because I think yeah. I love both of them, I, and I think Tucker's like a somersault off the off the pod at Elimination Chamber was great. I love Angelo Dawkins, but man, I think Otis, I'm not going to say Otis is a future WWE champion, but the storytelling's great. I think Montez Ford could be a future WWE I'm getting champion. My, I'm getting 100%. my crystal ball out right here, and I'm seeing in the future Angelo Dawkins and Tucker chasing after the 24 seconds. <laughs> they could be the C team. They could like go into a little rivalry with the B team. <laughs> Poor lad. Well, while we're talking about SmackDown, right, am I the only one, I'm going to jump forward to Elimination Chamber, but Neil mentioned Sami Zayn, right? Yeah. Am I the only one who, met, who noticed that Sami's lost all his wrestling gear and he turned out in like military trousers and because he's a liberator. He's, a, he's the Che Guevara of wrestling, apparently, oh, now. Okay, or oh, Fidel no, Castro, actually, sorry, yeah, no Che Guevara. That kind yeah. of actually makes sense, because yeah. I just spent that entire match thinking, why isn't he wearing his wrestling tights? You know what I mean? He's a former NXT champion. We all know he's got them. Like, yeah. He's also grown his hair and beard and now looks all like Seth Rogen, which is... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did always think that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, looks more like Seth Rogen. <laughs> so what are you burying from SmackDown then, Neil? So I'm going to bury two, two different storylines that are going on at the moment. Right. Um, one one is Seamus. So they made they make they made a big uh, promo of him coming back after injury, and they've not really done anything anything with the storyline. Mm. I don't really know where they're going with it. So that would be the first thing. And the other thing is the fiend. So I I I, I love the fiend. When we went and saw them in Glasgow, I loved that part of the show. Um, I don't really know now with what's happened um, with Goldberg. And when he fights against John Cena, I don't really know where they're going to go with that. So I presume that he's going to beat John Cena, and then and then what happens? And then what is he going to go back to fight for the title? Or yeah. I don't really know what angle they're going for. Yeah, I don't think many people. I don't think they know what the <laughs> angle they're going for. To I, be, be well, honest, they'll, they'll just shove him in a rivalry with Reigns immediately after WrestleMania, and probably have him lose to Reigns to put Reigns over more or something. That, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting on Sheamus. So where do you just putting this out to the studio? Where do you think Sheamus is going to sit on the WrestleMania card? Is it Andre to the Giant Battle Royale, isn't it? So I was hoping. Um, again, I'll, I'll chuck my first name drop in here when I'm. Seamus back in January. There we go. <laughs> Eric, go. Take that. <laughs> Put that How long have we got to yeah. before I, I dropped out? But yeah. that was no one has ever reinforced something in an interview more in the entirety of whoever I've interviewed than him saying, I want that Intercontinental Championship. So I actually thought Cesaro was going to win it at Elimination Chamber and we were getting Seamus and Cesaro at WrestleMania. That would be good. We've seen it so many times, but yeah. the, the dynamics have changed having the yeah. bar and stuff that I'd have been like, man, I want to see that. It would, yeah, it would have been a good payoff. Yeah, um, yeah. but I. I I don't really care what he does at WrestleMania as long as he's not against Apollo Crews or Shorty G because I don't need <laughs> to see those in, matches ever again. But if he's in the Andre the Memorial Battle Royal, where will, where will Apollo and Shorty be? Shorty G will win that. Because <laughs> he's tiny. <laughs> no, that is 100% a WWE oh, thing to do. Yeah, totally. Yeah, all the all the promo shots of Shorty G standing next to the Andre Trophy. Yeah, yep. I can see oh, it now. I can even enlarge the trophy to make it the same size as him. <laughs> no. I'm going to claim that's what they're doing right oh, now. Oh, that's good. Good show, good show. And did you have a match of the night from SmackDown? Neil? I would probably say the Gauntlet match. 
I thought uh, that was fantastic. Okay. I did like the story they told through it. Yeah. Although I think we all were a little bit surprised when Heavy Machinery took out the first three teams. Everybody uh, won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, listen, thanks for coming in and uh, doing Smackdown and drawing the short show for us this week, That's Neil. Um, let's move on to Raw. Gary, what you got for us? There is only one thing that I can put over, and it's Drew McIntyre smashing Eric Rowan's cage. Yes! Perfect, perfect example of WWE actually listening to the fans because I, I, I don't know how many people buried that last week when I was looking on social media, oh, Jesus, but it was a lot. So I don't care that we waited four months to get the payoff of a really bad looking animatronic tarantula in the cage. <laughs> the moment of Drew McIntyre squashing it, I think makes him a bigger baby face than anything he's done with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I yeah. think that puts him over. So I'm like, Drew McIntyre was going to just be... I'm putting over Drew McIntyre, but let's put it down to the cage. I okay. think that's the best thing I've ever seen him smash that. And hopefully that's the end of the cage. Hopefully <laughs> no the end of Rowan, but I think it might be. Um, but um, hopefully it puts... I, I did read that apparently that caused a lot of heat backstage. That, that spider did. So I can see Rowan just no being buried for the next, like, up until Mania, essentially. What do you mean they're causing heat? Was he just going around scaling? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that how he's causing No, no, heat? I think the locker room had heat with the writing staff. Oh, I don't think the right, locker room right. were happy about yeah, that. Yeah, how the Rowan, yeah. yeah well, I, don't, I, I think it was more about the actual payoff. I think the, yeah. idea, the general I, idea is fine. The one thing I'll say, I'm glad there was a payoff because obviously, like, the Liv Morgan Lana angle has not had a payoff. So no. I'm like, at least they paid it off, but I'm, I'm glad they had Drew. That's because I was getting paid off in the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second put over for you, Gary. So this was a close one, um, but I've decided against something I'm going to bury a little part of. So the thing I actually went for for my second put over is AJ Styles' promo. Um, I know it's probably going to go down uh, quite controversially. A lot of people loved it, a lot hated it. I was a bit torn on how realistic I got with it, but I think I love it, and I think I need to put it over. There was a few wee things in it. Obviously, I'm saying Undertaker's real name. I'm always going to, that's always going to take me by surprise. So, just the, the, the wrestling fan in me that still, obviously, I know that, you know, kayfabe is kind of dead. But that one wee bit, I was like, oh, that still got me. Mentioning the wife, that's always going to get a reaction from me. The main thing, yet again, WWE listening to fans, I think this goes hand in hand with the first put over and mentioning the Roman Reigns uh, Undertaker retirement at uh, oh, WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that he mentioned that, I'm like, wow. man, this is great and you've got me sold just because he's addressed so many points. One thing that um, I don't want to, I don't want to kind of nitpick at it and I hope this is leading to something down the line, but he said he was literally going to put the nail in the coffin of the Undertaker's career. Obviously, literally would mean putting the nail in the coffin. I hope it's leading to a casket match. Ooh, that would be good. Now, I'm going to put a question to you, which I talked about last week, was do you think that Undertaker can carry that match at WrestleMania? Or, as I fancy booking last week... <laughs> or just John just want to put over his Yeah, own just put over my own booking. Do you think it would be better served if Alistair Black was to tag with him? Well, I actually think if you put Alistair Black, the Undertaker, and Kane together for the Brothers of Mass Destruction to go against the OC, that would be a dream match there. There you go. And he's even named the faction. Yeah. <laughs> he's named the faction. Oh, I don't play guy. I wish I'd thought that uh, last yeah. That was good. That's good. Uh, and what are your buddies, mate? Ah. <sighs> <sighs> 24-7 championship. Oh, oh here we go. If this is here what you're going to do with it, change the name. It's not a 24-7 championship because it's been defended in the ring in a scheduled match. It's like a TV title now, isn't it? It's the second oh, yeah, week in a row they've defended it's, it. Right, so I was going to put these as two burials, but I'm sneaking another one in. So I'm putting them together. The 24-7 championship and Riddick Moss having no rules about the 24-7 championship is Riddick. Yellis. Um, but, uh, hey. but He's yeah, a journalist. Man, there's... They're doing nothing for him or for the championship. It's going nowhere. Yeah. The main thing about that as well, that I took away from it, I'm going, Riddick Moss could be the best talent I've ever seen in the ring. But I wouldn't know it. I wouldn't care. He's like a Paul Cruz. We know nothing about him. His finisher doesn't even have a name. <laughs> the neck breaker they went it's the neck breaker no it's not even a neck breaker it's, it's, it's not as if he's been oh. in developmental for years that they've had time aye, to aye, name aye, aye so that uh, like I just I need them to do something I'm hoping they do something in terms of like a scramble match or something or actually bring back a backstage segment yeah. the 24 championship uh, 24 7 championship was really entertaining when R-Truth had it when they done the wedding stuff Santa stuff stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah Maverick yeah, was all over it it provided entertainment and now it's no longer entertaining no. okay right fair enough watch the, the second buddy so I said that this was something I was going to put over, but I've nitpicked one part of it to bury. MVP standing in the ring, about to introduce the segment with Edge, and then the car drives round because Edge has just got to the arena and walks down. 
was he sitting around the corner and went, oh, wait, that's my QMVP. He's just went to the <laughs> ring and called me out. <laughs> things that don't make sense. That's yeah. a, like yeah. There's so many things that WWE are doing that make a lot of sense that are good TV. That was not one of them. Yeah. Um, if, if you've sent MVP out to the ring, you know Edge is in the building. Don't show him coming in in a car two seconds later. I'll have the earlier today or something. I, I don't know. I hated it. I'm, I'm glad that the segment afterwards was so good because I hated that stuff. Right. They need uh, they, like people need to get better at timekeeping. You see this a lot in wrestling. <laughs> like, you know, they'll be like, yeah, next coming up the ring, and you see like Daniel Bryan walking in with his gym bag, and he's got a match in ten minutes, and you're like, Vince, phone these guys, tell them to come in two hours before work to prepare. You know, I loved Vince turning up five minutes before the end of the show. Um, I'll just tear that Match tonight. So I want to put in Alistair Black versus Seth Rollins, but I'm not purely for the fact that, again, something else I was going to bury that I didn't was we got another multi-man match involving everybody. So the match of the night is Drew McIntyre, Eric Rowan. Just for that segment, and Drew McIntyre going over the face, getting the the count for the crowd again. It's got to be that. Cool, cool. Well, that is for this week. Neil, thank you very much for coming and joining us in the March podcast. you. You can be a mark just like Neil. Just get signed up for the Patreon patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft and remember Rab and Grady will be looking for your buddy and putovers for the show this week so get us on Twitter at wrestling daft on Insta at wrestling daft podcast and just wrestling daft on Facebook and they might give you a shout out next week on the show I'm afraid I've got some bad news bad news bad So he's in the studio, so let's give him his big introduction once again. Let's welcome to a man who can sniff out a wrestling story quicker than a big show heel turn. He's in the studio with us this week. I mean, Alex won't speak over the top of him. Oh, he will. Oh, oh, he will. It's Gary Cassidy. Hello again. Hello again. Return after two seconds. uh, (laughs) Not talking. (laughs) So, mate, let's get into uh, mania matches that are being announced as we speak. Yeah, so we spoke earlier about um, the, the lack at Elimination Chamber of, uh, of women's championship matches and one that's obviously not got any kind of set um, kind of format for, for WrestleMania yet or any set opponent for Bailey. Uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship. So Alex McCarthy of TalkSport put out a couple of wee tweets uh, at the weekend saying that he has heard that WWE is getting set for a six-pack challenge at WrestleMania. Take for that what you will. Um uh, you could say it's going to be them putting a lot of people on the card, which is what they always try and do. Yeah. So I guess it's going to get there somewhere. Um, but it's said to be Bailey, Sasha Banks, which obviously people thought that was going to be the, the, the main singles match, but looks like they could do that um, down the line maybe at SummerSlam because yeah. perfect weekend, Sasha is a face in Boston. But yeah, those two are part of the match. Um, the rest is Carmella, Naomi and Lacey Evans. And you'll notice that's five names I've said there. The other name, an as yet unnamed person, Alex said that he asked about this and he specifically asked, is it going to be Alexa Bliss? And they said, nope, because she's going to part, be part of another women's match that involves six people. And that's going to be the Women's Tag Team Championship match. Obviously, Bliss will be tagging with Nikki Cross against the current champions, the Kabuki Warriors. And I think something I mentioned last week, but it didn't quite happen how I thought it was going to be, um, as the Divas of Doom are going to be involved. So Natalia and Beth Phoenix involved in that one. Again, uh, Alex was quite keen to point out that that was the way things look at the moment. Right. Things can change, of course. Um, but the interesting part about that is that sixth name, the mystery name, a lot of speculation but now we've got Paige returning on SmackDown. Mm. Who knows if it's going to be a, as a wrestler, as a manager, as the GM, but I think we might at least see a little um, start to, to what's going to happen at WrestleMania. Yeah. Could be a, she could fit into that sixth spot. Not a lot of heavy lifting to do. It could be a good tryout match to see if she can still hang in the ring. You've got it, Edge and Brian coming back from injury. Why yeah, can't Paige? We don't true. know enough about the medical yeah. side of it, but... I guess the other names that you could throw into the mix will be Nia Jax, who looks like she's just about oh, don't, to return. Let's just not speak about it. Like, Nia Jax and Tamina are banned on this. Yeah. So, so I'm, they wouldn't put Ronda on SmackDown. I'm going to be very controversial. Well, they might because pop ratings, because, uh, you know, SmackDown. Yeah, pop's so ratings. mad, um, so they'll need something. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to do my, my second name drop of the, the podcast oh, here. Um, and it was... Uh, <laughs> so, I'm going to get a sound effect. I was going to say that. Every time Gary, like an anvil. But yeah, um, so as I've mentioned many times, I think, before on the podcast, back in January, I spoke to both Triple H and Paige, um, which was obviously a lot of controversy, um, about the possibility of Paige returning. And the first one asked was Triple H about could Edge or Paige return? Obviously, Edge has. So I'm not going to believe a word that Triple H said about any of them not returning. Um, But Paige had said uh, 
throughout the interview, uh, essentially, that she'd love to return to the ring. Hopefully one day was the, the exact words that she said. But she also said she just wants to be back on WWE TV doing a lot more of the stuff that's not just, like, backstage. So she's loving backstage, but she wants to be either general manager again or manage someone. And the names that she said about managing, the first one, the main one, was she said she would love to manage Nia Jax. Yeah, she's, that's good pals, aren't they? She's spoken before about wanting yeah. to manage Ronda Rousey as well. Um, and the, the other names that she said were uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. But obviously, they, they, they are great at talking anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that wouldn't lead into that the full confront, confronting Bailey thing. That so. would make good sense. Uh, Jackson Page. Yeah. Jackson Page would make good sense. And that, in fact, that's probably where they're going with wrestling. Yeah. I think it's the only way you can get Jax over at this point. Yeah. I think she's been buried herself yeah. too many times she, over the past. She needs to be the female years. Brock Lesnar. They need to book her that way. She's not though. But she's, she's not. Just, she's, she's just not. not. Yeah. Like, she never will be. Like I hate. It's, do you know what I mean? They want her in like the Beth Phoenix kind of idea, and she just yeah. never will be, in my opinion. True. Oh well, then that's uh, Nia Jax buried from Alex. Then <laughs> yeah, just just sending me a Ripley, mate. Yeah. Sending me a Ripley. Yeah. Like. Uh, and talk about WrestleMania, there is potential retirement. Talk about John Cena WrestleMania. Yeah, that, this is a weird one. So I actually, I saw the headline of this and went, no, no chance. And of course, I had to click on it and see who it was that said click it. Oh, you got this is a load of nonsense. Who's saying this nonsense? And it was none other than WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley. <laughs> okay, yeah, you can. So, I'm not going to argue with it because Mick Foley knows a lot more about the wrestling industry than I ever will. Um, but yeah, Mick Foley essentially said that he thinks they're going to put the fiend over so strong um, and that John Cena's promo on SmackDown was so heartfelt and, and kind of went so deep into, oh, this is like the, that, uh, kind of hinting his retirement, this is like a great to be here in front of fans and stuff, that he's saying, where better for John Cena to retire than at WrestleMania against The Fiend and pretty much put over The Fiend in the best way you can after what happened at, uh, we won't, won't mention after. No, uh, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that, this would be the perfect recovery for him and that John Cena might retire after facing The Fiend. So, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I mean, you I, say retire in wrestling, is there ever no really a retirement? He'll leave his baseball cap in the ring and then we'll see him a couple of years yeah. later. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll see him the year that WrestleMania is in Boston. Like, that's when we'll see him. Or anywhere in Massachusetts and he'll come back for that yeah. year or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've already talked about Paige's uh, potential comeback and potentially Jeff Hardy's popping up this week as well. He is confirmed for SmackDown. Um, so he's been on SmackDown, or he's been at SmackDown, I should say, sorry, the past few weeks, but backstage and obviously hasn't appeared on TV. It was on WWE backstage on Fox last week, I believe it was, and now um, on Raw, WWE confirmed that Jeff Hardy will be on the show. First time he's going to be there since Matt Hardy's gone for the company. Do you think he's signed the new deal? Oh, see, it's a I think tough it one. On how he books him. Yeah, yeah. He's, but he's there. Um, so WWE have got this thing where if someone's off TV for specific reasons, such as injury or obviously the criminal record stuff, the DUIs, <laughs> they can just extend the contract for the the, like yeah, the period that they're off right. TV. He's um, so he's still picture. got from estimations about three months left. He's growing up in three years now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Jeff, I've just totally missed the boat on Fantasy Booking Island. I should have been booking Jeff Hardy as the broken Jeff Hardy coming back on Friday well, to try and take it, away you just from that. Just save it just now. You, just, you, know, you just save it just now. We're going to get to that. that. This, this is where we're going to hear for Alex. Oh, someone next, already uh, done this. I'm going to quickly rechange my booking here. <laughs> so, I mean, where do you think Jeff could go? Like, in terms of booking, let's just talk about Fantasy Booking. Where does Jeff go? I mean, I can't... I don't know. Where do, you, where do you book him? Again, Against Seamus. Yeah. <laughs> Against Seamus, there we go. I wouldn't sorted. be surprised to see Jeff pumped back up to the main event scene. At the moment, SmackDown doesn't have that big lead baby face apart from Roman. Mm. So would they turn Jeff heel? I think they might by this stage. You see, put Jeff up there, isn't it? I'm annoyed that uh, John Morrison's in a tag team because Jeff Hardy, John Morrison is a match I would still want to see. Yeah. Oh, they might still do it because obviously Miz versus Morrison is going to split up at some point. It doesn't look like it's going to be pre-mania now. No. Is they, yeah. So, but post-mania, maybe something for him to do there, yeah, potentially. Who knows, who knows. But, um, yeah, fingers crossed, Jeff gets back into some sort of scene. Whether yeah, that's in WWE or AEW, because he's wasted. Because really. it was last great match against Randy in Hell in a Cell. Oh, was it oh, that was great. Yeah, it was, was really, good. really good. That was really good. Um, and his brother Matt has given us the biggest hint yet. <sighs> and we've talked about God Almighty. How long have we talked about this? Just fucking turn up. This is the Matt Hardy appreciation podcast now. It seems, to be, it seems to be. So what is the big hint now that he's joining the Dark Order? If people want to go back and listen to last week or the week before's podcast, I can be quiet for the next couple of minutes. And that would be great. <laughs> um, but no, essentially, we're still getting a load of teases. Um, the the best thing, the major hint that happened was uh, 
the biggest crossover in wrestling. We had Free the Delete and Being the Elite um, kind of crossed over last week, and we saw the Young Bucks uh, going to the Hardy compound, and they are going to try and help resurrect the broken character. We know where the Young Bucks are right now, so is that a massive hint? Maybe um, Matt Hardy done a little interview, a rare interview since leaving WWE the other day. It was at some convention in New York, and he spoke to Alicia Atu, and they had a little uh, conversation again, didn't they give much away, but the, there was a lovely wee bit at the end where um, she said, wherever you go next, I hear it's going to be dark, and Matt Hardy said, I'm going to go there and restore a little bit of order. So <laughs> Just stop it, just find <laughs> some Jesus. There, there was also the, I think you posted it on Twitter, there was the, he posted the, was it the image with the paragraph in it? Yeah. And it was spelled out Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy yeah. all the way through, oh. and I... Just announce it. all the rumours, check out Gary's Ford. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> do that. Conscious Gary. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. Thank you. Oh, one last thing for the news. All oh, right, sorry. Oh, so, sorry, I forgot. Uh, one last thing There's a very the important news. thing that we need to talk about here, John. What, what's that? And that's the cancellation of New Japan shows. That's all we've had yeah. for the time for the news. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Get your Wrestling Daft merch now! Yes, you can get Wrestling Daft merch. And you have to do that by going to our Spreadshirt shop, which is shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft. Up there you'll find lots of catchphrases from the show put on to t-shirt form. So you'll find there, I'ma take a bump for you. You'll find there, Chips, Cheese and Donner Meat. You'll find there, Margaret, There's the Fiend. And of course, our favourite one on this show, I'm a Mark. So you can wear that. I'm sporting it, as I said. John hasn't taken it off in weeks. He's starting to smell a bit weird. I know, I know. So you'll get that at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. We'll put up the links on our Twitter and our Facebook as well, so you can check it out there. And if you do buy a T-shirt, send us a picture on social media so we can feature you on this show and the big show with Rab and Grado. You can go straight into our Hall of Fame. There you go. Uh, so get on board right now, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft for your wrestling daft t-shirts. Get them! Five pound! No, they're not five pound. They're not five pound. <laughs> See the sun in the sky. Hear the waves lapping on the beach. Welcome to Fancy Booking Island. It's an island where anything goes. You can see whatever you want in the world of wrestling. You can make it happen right here on this island. Say you don't want the fiends to go over Goldberg. Yeah, you can make it happen. Say you want, I don't know, Orange Cassidy to appear on WWE television. No bother. On Fancy Booking Island, anything goes. So sit back, slap on that Factor 15, and kick back on your banana-shaped lyo. And let's listen to the musings of Big Alex as he fancy books this week what you got okay so this week I'm being inspired by this idea of AEW kind of moving towards doing almost a TV pay-per-view-esque episode kind of once a month like yeah. they're doing with Blood and Guts yeah. I think that's to maybe try and bridge the gap between their kind of three monthly pay-per-views I like it I think it's a good idea and I think it keeps people invested in the product it's like in your house isn't it yeah essentially yeah yeah. so what I'm going to do is I'm going to book something for say the end of April so we've got bloody guts at the end of this month and I'm going to just assume we're going to have double or nothing at the end of May so it slots in quite nicely right okay so they've also been taking a little leaf out of New Japan's book and been starting to factionize a little bit so they've been introducing more factions here and there so I'm also going to take a a wee stab at that okay So, this week, what's going to happen? We have uh, a new faction just debuted in AEW called the Death Triangle, or uh, Triangular de la Muerte, which is Pac and the Lucha Brothers. So, they've got an unannounced match this week. So, my idea is that that match is against none other than the best friends in Orange Cassidy, which, which, you know, makes makes a lot of sense. So, before this match starts, the... uh, the Lucha Brothers are seen backstage and they just casually attack Orange Cassidy and then Pac comes in to lay the final bro and he just leaves them in a brutalizer and so Cassidy's kind of written out the match. So the best friends need to find a new partner. So they just casually bump into Joey Janela backstage and they're like, all right, cool, Joey, you can come out with us. So we've got the match set. We've got the Death Triangle against the best friends and Joey Janela. So obviously Death Triangle go over, but at the end of the match, they decide to just focus on Joey Janela and they just beat the living daylights out of Joey Janela. And he's left lying on the floor at the side. And that's how that match ends. Right. The next week, something similar happens. This is where it's going to 
be slightly less specific. So at some point next week, they just casually beat down Darby Allen. Pretty much for no reason, as they're kind of beating down a couple other people, but they beat down Darby. And the week after, basically, uh, Moxley's doing a nice wee promo in the ring at the start, and who sneaks up behind him? The bastard, Pack, and just takes him out. So that's, that's your kind of setup. So this is what we're leading into. So we kind of lead here about middle of April, start of April, and the Death Triangle come out, and they're like, we're the fucking best, you know, no one can touch us, we'll take that, that fucking back lost roster down and so <laughs> that's the best Spanish accent yeah. <laughs> half Spanish half Chukta so none of the three of these guys don't know they're doing this but just independently Joey Janela appears on the side to come out to confront them but at the same time Darby Allen appears on the ramp and slowly starts rolling down in his skateboard and at the same time as well John Moxley appears out of the crowd to start walking through the crowd so these three men surround the ring they all look at each other, confused, because they're not expecting to see the other ones there. They do the casual shrug into the ring, start beating them down, right? That segment ends with the three of them, arms held. And pretty much from there, the three of them casually decide to start a faction. <laughs> <laughs> Which, for lack of a better name, we can call it, I don't know, the Sadism Squad or something like that, because right. they all like hardcore wrestling and being badasses. Right. You can add Jimmy Havoc into the mix to this later okay. on, but for the purposes now, I just need the three of them. So essentially, that sets up for your end of pay-per-view, your end of April kind of pay-per-view bonus match. A 3v3 unsanctioned match. Well, it can either be unsanctioned or it can be a Mexican death match. It's up to you, depending on if you want to use the tagline of Paradito de la Muerte Mexicana. But yeah, I think unsanctioned is probably a little bit more uh, AEW style. I mean, you could call the whole show unsanctioned. So your main event would right, be... Okay, I like that. Yeah, no, so you'd have the unsanctioned no. show, right? And so your main event would be the Death Triangle versus the newly formed faction of Janela, Moxley and Darby Allen in a fucking unsanctioned match. Like, that would be absolutely off the chain and absolute chaos. And at the end of that, would have to end with Pac making the fall on Moxley, which then would set you up in a main event of Pac versus Moxley for double or nothing. So you get a faction, you get a big match at the end of, like, a monthly pay-per-view, and you get Chris Jericho and the elite, uh, sorry, and the inner circle kind of removed from the title picture. Right. That's, that's my booking. That's my booking. How's that, boys? I like it. I'm looking forward to AEW unsanctioned. Okay, <laughs> Gary, are you booking it or are you not booking it? I'm booking it. I'm booking it. Booking it. Booking it. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I think John looks unsure. <laughs> it, it needs a little bit of work in the middle of it. I'll admit it was a late idea, considering I was focusing on Daniel's testicles up to this point. And, <laughs> and do you know what I mean? I kind of like the idea of kind of trying to get like a big hardcore match between right. people yeah, who are just yeah. known for being hardcore wrestlers. Now, the bits I like about it, I like the unsanctioned. I like the where you're going with the match. I like, you know, that whole idea. I don't think we need another faction in AEW. I don't think we need that. See, I disagree, because now we've got... We originally had a big heel faction and a big face faction. Now we've got two big heel factions. So we need a second big face faction. And people have been like... I think Moxley, Janela, uh, Havoc and Darby would would make sense to me as a faction the thing for me is Moxley's the world champion at the moment I don't think he should be in a faction I think he's got that whole character of he's just like one man on a mission kind of thing so Mm, that's true that's where it doesn't work that's where it doesn't work so how about how about we just remove Moxley altogether and we just put Havoc in how's that alright fair enough there we go right we'll just we'll get rid of the we'll get rid of the get rid of the main event scene from it and we'll just do that right I'm okay with that book that book that okay sound good we found we found a compromise I have to say thank you very much for that, Alex. It was decent booking, that decent booking. We asked the listeners to get involved in um, Fancy Booking Island, and we like to feature one every week here on the show. Uh, I love this from Fraser Smith. My booking would be that Hangman Page isn't drinking because he's doing cowboy shit. He's drinking to numb himself to the pain. He's going to cause to the elite when it's revealed that he is the exalted one for the Dark Order. No. <laughs> the reason for that in my booking is that for him to truly leave the elite, he has to destroy it. However, at present, he can't reconcile the idea that he has to do this to be free from the elite, hence why he's still tagging with Kenny, but at the same time, being relaxed about saving them and sticking the finger up at them too. 
Do See, like that's, that's great. I really oh, like that. that. Do you like that? The only thing I dislike about it is you use tense why when they mean the same thing and you only need one of those two words. But that's just a general <laughs> pet peeve I have with everyone. So. The only thing that I dislike about it is I still keep saying that Hangman Page has to have a stable but as in a building with horses rather than a faction. <laughs> uh, he goes on to add, however. Uh, feeling that Funaki should be unveiled as the exalted one just by him saying, indeed, from underneath the robe. <laughs> Book that! <laughs> Like that. Uh, and Mark Codge, I have to read this one as well. Jim Cornette with the revival versus Kenny and the Young Bucks. The heat would melt the building. <laughs> Think Jim can carry a match? Has, has Cornette ever been in a match? Surely he has. Yeah, he's taking bumps. He's taking bumps. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's our fancy booking island. Thank you, Alex, and thanks for everyone that got involved in that. If you want to get involved in anything on Wrestling Daft, you know where to get us at Wrestling Daft on Twitter and Wrestling Daft on Facebook. I thank you. It's now time for the 10 count with the one and only Davy Blaze. First wrestling match you watched. First wrestling match I watched was. I don't even know if I can say his name. Chris Benoit and Bret Hart. Best match you've wrestled in. It's got to be me and Stevie at the SUCC. Favourite opponents. Eh, fuck. I've got. Christ. I've got so many. Good opponents, man. Oh, eh. I've got to say, oh Christ, I don't know, I don't know. I've got, I've got the whole ICW locker room. There we go. Favorite <laughs> wrestler of all time. Favorite wrestler of all time, Ric Flair. Favorite tag team. The the Dudley Boys. Favorite finishing move. Rock bottom. Favorite promo of all time. I'd probably say maybe the the one at the the Rock and Stone Cold had, where it was like the backstage kind of segment for leading up to the WrestleMania 17. Favorite entrance theme. Uh, DX. Favorite pay per view. WrestleMania 17. Favorite match of all time. Favorite match of all time is going to be Hulk Hogan and Andre Giant. So that's it for our episode of Wrestling After March. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much to Big Alex. Anytime, anytime, as long as you're slightly more nice to my fantasy booking in future. Okay, and Gary, thanks very much for joining us in the studio. You're going to come back next week? I will be, yeah. Um, And that was, uh, I was going to put out a little thing for the Wrestling After listeners to tweet at me um, because this week I've got a few interviews. Here's more name drops before they happen. Get that sound effect out. Before they actually happen, I'll name drop them this time. Um, but I'm interviewing Frank Turner. Um, but I'm going to ask him about Daniel Bryan. Oh, uh, hold on. What, Frank, what's the connection between Frank Turner and Daniel Bryan? Daniel Bryan is a massive mark for Frank Turner. Shut um, up, really? Yes, which makes me love him even more. That is um, cool. Apparently seven years ago, there was a little kind of story that went about that they were going to do a duet together. Um, aye, so I'm going to ask about that because it doesn't seem to come to anything. But I'm going to try and try and wind that up again. Um, but that, that was uh, one of the few. Later in the week... Um, after the main interview that I'm doing which I'm putting to the end just for a wee tease um, but later in the week I'm interviewing Lita, Gail Kim and Christy Hemi about their new show that they're trying to get off the ground um, which is going to be a women's wrestling show um, kind of oh, like Glow yeah, but an actual uh, yeah. so there's that but the main one which um, if anyone's got any questions for this person fully encourage them to tweet at me and let me know what you would ask them I'm interviewing Drew McIntyre sure how did you get that? <laughs> well, ahead of uh, WrestleMania. Gradle's best mate, so many characters get one interview. You're just not a reputable news source, mate. Nah, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, um, ahead of WrestleMania, I'm going to be talking to Drew McIntyre. Obviously, I'm going to be asking him a load of serious stuff, but if anybody wants to tweet me what they would ask Drew McIntyre, please do that um, at Conscious Gary, C O N S C I O U S G A R Y, and let me know what you would ask Drew McIntyre. Right, okay, right, I've got one for you. Alex, of those three big interviews that Gary's got, right? Okay, pick one. I mean, I, I, I obviously need to hear what uh, Kirsty Hemi's current hair extensions look like, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> right, you've got one question and one question only. Give them the question to Gary to pass on. And we'll All right, so can you, if if we get a large inflatable bottle of Buckfast and <laughs> if we throw it to Drew, host WrestleMania main event, will he hold it so he can do like the Lewis Capaldi equivalent? 
I will ask that. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> Unless anyone can beat that question. Right, okay. No, no, Alex is getting one question and one question. And I, need, I need to see if, I can find, if, if an inflatable bottle of Buckfast exists because we can't just throw glass bottles of Buckfast. <laughs> true, <laughs> made a bit of a Health and safety, I like that. Right, you've got to ask through that and we want to hear the response on the show <laughs> yeah. next week, okay? Right, that's your challenge, Gary. If I get the answer to that, I'll forward you on the audio for that and that can be a Wrestling Daft exclusive. Fantastic. Love that. Thanks, pal. Um, so, um... Rab and Green will back on Friday with the big show, the main show. They'll have this the B week. show. The B well, show. we've promised guests for the last couple of weeks. It was maybe Stevie and uh, BT Gun last week. They had they had to cancel last minute. The week before, it was maybe Joe Henry had to cancel last minute. This week, I can guarantee that Kid Fight will be on the show. It's only because you've offered him to set up a merch table outside. <laughs> <That's the podcast. laughs> yeah. So Kid Fight will be here selling Ray Mysterio masks. If you've listened to the show, you'll know exactly that joke. Um, before we go, the list of wrestling daft on with Robin Grado this week is your favourite promo of all time. Alex, what's yours? I'm stuck between two. There's, there's the Rocks promo from Armageddon, Six Man Hell in a Cell, but I'm going to not talk about that one because I did get to put the Six Man Hell in a Cell up into the match of the week one yeah. week. So it has to be Chris Jericho, the man of a thousand holes. See, it's just such an early, Classic. glorious promo. Like, it's good prop work and this the way that he does it through the advert break and he just yeah, continues. Yeah. And armbar, that's all I've got to say about that. Just armbar. Gary, what have you got? I was also torn between two, but one is something that I think a lot of people will say, and it's the Austin 316 one. So let's just put that to the side. Right, okay. I'm going to make everyone hate me right now, because my favourite promo of all time, I actually think it's got to be, this is my yard now. Oh, <laughs> oh it's controversial. <laughs> was that, that was the raw after. So many, after yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So many people booing for such a little word said by Roman Reigns <laughs> I, after you know Undertaker what? won I mean, that. It, it was you good. You can't argue the, it did what it needed to do. At the, at the point, I went, that was really good, but... I think I think what you should also do is count how many people use the word pipe bomb when they're telling you what their favorite. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Well. I can't. I can't believe it. But no one said. No pipe one said bomb. the pipe bomb. I, th- I think we. <laughs> I think we've all purposely tried to yeah, be a yeah, bit yeah. marky and not say the big ones, really, if we know. <laughs> so that'll be on the list of wrestling daft with Rab and Grado this Friday when uh, episode. I think we're up to episode 19 drops, so there you go at 316. Um, thank you once again, Alex, Gary. We'll be back with the marks. Next week, remember to subscribe on Apple, rate reviewers, tell us how bad we are, do whatever you can, but make sure you make it five stars, and buy merch and sign up for the Patreon. Thanks for listening to Wrestling After Marks. We'll be back next week. Audio Frontier. <laughs>